Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit BaptistHealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville. ESPN 680 and 1057. I will say, you know, the chairman of the committee of the college football playoff ranking committee is Boo Corrigan. He's NC State's athletic director. So we got to. Well, but, but he can't be in the room on the discussion about Penn, okay. uh, NC State. You know who can be in the room? Who? Mitch Barnhart. He's also on the committee. So you got to. You got a couple yeah, uh, couple things working against us. That Mitch Barnhart. Yeah. I know. He's, always a, he's a shady guy. Yeah. Like, well, the, the door will be closed. The door will be closed. Good morning. Welcome in, boys and girls. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly, highly, highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. A little gloomy day here in Metro Louisville as I'm looking at the laundry and tan connection. Neon signs are on. Mark with the C. Weinberg uh, did not give a favorable forecast to the masses out there. Hopefully, uh, some of you are living up to the billing of the show this morning. If you're on your way back from Charlotte, appreciate you listening uh, anywhere uh, from your smartphone, ESPN Louisville app, or on uh, TuneIn, iHeart, or the ESPN app. Two, I'd six, say the grace guys are pretty appropriate. Oh, they? yeah, for sure. No, I, I think I'm looking at the text line right here as well, so we can uh, read some of those. Uh, there are some that were still being sent around 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it, the people get confused, and I understand why. There's two text lines, so Ennis was over on 93.9 The Ville. We'll react to that. He and Biscuit save this for the mixtape. It's one of my favorite things for the late night shows. I fell asleep with them in my ear. <laughs> there you go. So, wonder what, what uh, we Positive. Today. I wonder what positive affirmations I uh, got sent to my ear via my <laughs> iPods uh, with that. Nick Kern set to join us here in a bit. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty. UPS Jobs text and I'm Phil Baker. Zachy C. Zach Cantrell behind the glass here in the beautiful Liquor Barn Studios. Nick Kern set to join us courtside from the KFC Yum Center where Louisville Women's Basketball Hill got you over on. I believe that is going to be. Is that nine seventy? No, that'll be over it's on, on the Ville. That's on the Ville today because yeah. it's a four o'clock tip off. Yeah. Uh, on that so uh, we're going to be able to take care of business we got both games on today got the men's game early and the women's game late so nick will be starting for i believe the first hour around uh, was that 11 11 30 ish or so so he'll be join us for a little bit give us thoughts on the acc championship game who's in who's out of the college football playoff kentucky falling uh in a rup arena to unc wilmington i'm sure we're going to spend tons of time on that 
say that tongue firmly in cheek. Uh, we got a ton of Jeff Brom sound uh, reacting to the ACC championship game. Florida State ACC champions, as I'm seeing it on uh, the ESPN2 right now, watching Championship Drive. Reminder, 12 o'clock, the unveiling of the top four of the college football playoff. It's more like 1230. You know what they're Oh, yeah, they're going to draw. You know how I feel like, so I, I feel like they do, but I feel like for some reason it's like between 12 and 1215 just because they know that that slim window they have for everyone turns their attention to the NFL. Yeah, no, that's what they should do, but I've seen in past years they usually do it around 1230 or so. Okay, so you, they'll get everyone's with uh, the, their, the reasonings for that. This has to be, I think, Whew. the most intriguing one since the first one. Well, 14. look, and, and, and look, we, we were talking about the air, uh, off the air in 4379680 UPS Jobs text on if you want to interact with us on Twitter, it's at ESPN680. He's your boy ZC, Nick Curran35, and I'm Phil underscore underscore Baker. Appreciate you making us seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. But we were talking off the air. And we'll get into the ACC championship game, but just a national landscape of just what is going to happen with the top four. Man, like whatever they pick is wrong. Oh, and I'm sure all the uh, reasonable fan bases of those that are left out are going to take it in stride. SEC, Twitter, Florida State, Twitter, because look, that's what the debate is. Michigan's in. Washington's in. Texas has to be in. Texas beat Alabama by 10 points in Tuscaloosa, won the Big 12 title. Texas is in. I don't think there has to be any debate about that. Okay, so it has to be so, SEC. So, Brett McMurphy, and I'm sorry to interrupt, for those that didn't put out, he's got a good pulse of the fan base, or I'm sorry, college football as a whole. Action Network, he comes on with the V Show, a friend of ESPN Louisville. So, this is what he has of the, uh, as of this morning, okay? So, to kind of piggyback, and apologies for interrupting right now, but he has Michigan and Alabama in the Rose Bowl. He has the All-State Sugar Bowl with Washington and Texas, meaning that uh, Florida State will now go down to the Orange Bowl playing Georgia, Ohio State and Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, uh, the Fiesta Bowl, Oregon and Missouri, and Penn State and Liberty in the Peach Bowl. I think they would actually flip game locations because you typically want it to be closer to the higher seed. So my guess is that the Rose Bowl would have Washington and Michigan would go to the Sugar Bowl. That would make more logical sense if to me. it's college football, I mean, nothing, nothing makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. But... Yeah, like this is going to be a fascinating case study to see what they're able to do with that. Uh, they're talking with Mike Norvell right now from uh, last night. Uh, essentially, now everyone's making their pitch for it. it. It reminds me of election night, and we'll start here, because it reminds me of just everyone giving their final tours of the speeches yeah. and, and to the to the counties that they're not sure could be a swing vote. They're not 100% sure which uh, area is it's going to go. Is it going to go blue or red? Got to make sure you count all the votes correctly. Don't stop the count. Make it, sure we got it all figured out. And, and, and it, it feels a lot like that. And I'll just say this, and, and I've been battling some of my buddies in the group messages about you know whether or not Florida State should be in, should be out, and, and everything. Because that's I, the crux of the debate. It's yes. Alabama versus Florida State. Let's just say for what it is. And, and the thing that I, I go back to, it's like we're talking about Florida State as if they're like central Florida. Like, you know, we tried to and if you listen to the show for long periods of time and look, I understand the SEC is the SEC. And I heard Sankey and we'll play some of that sound coming up here. Just, you know, the quoting Sesame Street, which I didn't have on my bingo card on college game day. But man, it's like Florida State played LSU to start the year. And it's like in Booger McFarland for all his faults. And I know people have issues with the Booger Mobile and everything. His halftime speech during the ACC championship 
was wonderful. Yes. And it essentially hit the nail on that. It's like, look, if you're going to go based off who's, you know, the eye test, which I, 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 I hate. I, well, I, as do I. But it's like, you know what? Just go off 247 rankings because it, the games don't matter. Correct. Though. And it's like, I understand. Like, we're talking about the ACC as if it's the Sun Belt. And look, it's. It's not the best conference out there. Is it the weakest of the Power Five? It's either them or the Big Twelve. <sighs> Again, yes, close. Yeah, I mean, no, you're you're We're splitting hairs there. So, but man, like I- I've said this over and over and over again. Who's the PR agents? Like, the PR agents are the ones that are pushing this narrative. And it's like, I know, God bless Florida State for trying to put it out. I saw their official uh, Twitter account. They were retweeting Bill Conley and whatnot, uh, making their case for why they should be in and whatnot. And, and, you know, their metrics to to try and pull that off. But it is a wild case study of what they're going to do. And the beauty of it all, and we talked about this off air, how crazy it could be. If the A, the SEC is left out, which I have a very difficult time envisioning, but I could see it happening. But it, how great would it be? It's like, you know, Sankey, you blocked the 12 team playoff. Well, this is your swan song. If you want to quote Sesame Street, we can ask the count how many SEC teams are getting in. Zero. That, that, there we go. I, I won't. I will not believe it until I see it on ESPN you, at kinda, twelve fifteen. I kind of think ESPN is doing I, some backdoor channeling to make sure that they get their beloved SEC, and they're caught in the ultimate pickle because they love the SEC and the ACC. And so the new partnership. And the new partnership you got with yep. ESPN. This bit. Look, this is me putting my tinfoil hat on and whatnot. But we'll get to you four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text on tons of text already coming in. Uh, appreciate you if you're making your trip back uh, from Charlotte. Apologies on the way the game went, but we will try and take care of you and help the ride go back for at least two hours or so. Reminder, uh, we got you covered with NFL games if you're driving around locally after us. Okay. So, so what do you actually think is going to happen? With the... Man, look, I, I think... What, what is my heart or what does my mind say? Because those, those are two different things. What's your things. mind say? Here's my mind Okay, says, go, go ahead. My mind says it's going to be Florida State because I don't think they're going to leave an undefeated Power 5 team out, especially the fact that they beat LSU out of conference. They beat a top 15 Louisville team yesterday. You went. They went and took care of their business. They I would did say everything they have to do. Michigan. I think Washington. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Florida State is who I have. Yeah, I, I think Washington has the best resume. I think Washington should be number one. Michigan should be number two. But that's splitting hairs. Ultimately, I think what we need is a Washington, Florida State matchup and a Michigan, Texas matchup. And I think the number one seed could be important because whoever gets that probably plays Florida State. Which it's not a free path to the national title game, but. Whoever gets the one seed has a really good chance of ending up in Houston in the national title game. Let's just put it that way. I believe the man, the myth, the legend, Nick Kern, is joining us from the KFC Yum Center. I know he has thoughts about this. Nicholas, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, I've got myself in my ear. Uh Uh-oh. That should be fixed now. That should be better now. Uh, There we go. Okay. Well, how... How is the beautiful KFC Yum Center treating you this morning? It's great. Uh, Bocelli was here in concert last night. I guess there's some wine left in the media room if anybody's interested. I don't know. I guess I saw our friend George Timmering. I think he said he was going to that. So I'm yeah, sure he yeah, did. Sure. He probably had some wine. Have a, have a little good time down there. But, man, just a wild night. We opened uh, the show just kind of talking about the chaos of the college football playoff. Who's in? Who's out? Uh, takeaways from the ACC championship game. And, and how long do we have you today, by the way? you, you got to go on the air, what, at 11? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, Is Wall's 11, back from his private jet? I don't know. Uh, 11.30 is when we go on the air. So uh, I, I, probably not long. Uh, I, I, 
I have to find him too, and I don't know where he'll, when he'll be here, where he'll be because uh, it was probably a late night. So we'll we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, and and we're, we're you're so I haven't talked to you since I got a text from from Nick. Just we're just gonna do this on the air. Uh, are you? Are we hosting the V Show tomorrow? I believe so. Yes, okay, good. that's right. what the last I saw him before he was heading to New York. I believe you and I are in. Yes, we we're doing it. Okay, so we'll be in tomorrow. So we'll have. I guess I'll have more thoughts tomorrow. But but yeah, that not super long today as it turns out because. Uh, I have to find Jeff Waltz. Go on the air at eleven thirty. <laughs> well, if you know, that would be funny if you just like read the text thread that you all had. Give a Q and A from the Wi Fi back on the private jet. That would be great. But uh, how did you take in the game last night, the ACC championship, and just overall thoughts on? I mean, just chaos. The committee is going in their little hotel ballroom. They got some tough decisions to make. They, they do, and and first of all, uh, the ABC, the the WHAS blackout on. Uh, Uverse and Directv is tough because we have Uverse. So, um, so spent the first half at the in-laws' house, uh, watched it there. DM me. Their crowd. The, no, I don't like to watch it on streaming. Phil, it's very undependable. Uh, I our Wi-Fi more so is pretty undependable. We don't have great Wi-Fi uh, at our house. Really need to talk to AT and T about that. I'm in charge of it, so it hasn't gotten done. Um, but but need to. So the Wi-Fi is not great. So I don't really trust the streaming option. Like we, you, you could still stream it on Watch ESPN. So we watched the first half at our in-laws' house, and then uh, we went home because uh, Amanda was pretty tired and wanted to, to go home. Eliza stayed the night at, at the in-laws, and uh, I watched it on the ACC Command Center feed because uh, <laughs> that was on the ACC network at home. So that's how I watched the second half. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. Uh, but I think I don't know. I. I saw a lot of people coming out of it talking about it being an embarrassing performance or something like that. I hope that was just kind of heat of the moment uh, stuff because that's not – I mean, Florida State's really good, has a really good defense, obviously, a lot of NFL talent throughout that defense. And I think that going into that game, they knew they were going to have their third-string quarterback playing – uh, I'm guessing it was a pretty large point of emphasis for them over the course of the week. Like, hey, defense, this game is going to be on you. Like, you're going to have to play your best game of the year for us to win this thing. And I think they took that to heart, and they probably did. Uh, maybe play one of their best games of the year. I mean, holding a, a top 20. Like, from what I saw on social media last night, people were acting like the Louisville offense has just been like Iowa all year and terrible. Uh, but that's obviously not the case. It's it's been a really good offense throughout the season, and um, and Florida State held them down. So I, I think I know it's always tough to like when you're looking at a game and how it goes. You know, the first inclination is to say, "Boy, here's what we did wrong and why we lost." But sometimes you also just have to give credit to the opponent and say, "Hey, they were really good," and and Florida State was uh, credit to them. They they deserve to be in the playoff in my mind. <laughs> Um, I don't know if they'll get in, but but I think they should. It would be it would be poetic, and, and this is where and I'm sorry to interrupt because I know your time is short. And I said this to Zach EC. It would be poetic, and do I think Alabama and Georgia are one of the best four teams? Of course, of course. But, However, 
I'll say this. That would be it's the sanky pretentiousness, like oh. the condescension on that. Like, just get out of here. Get, with that. You know what? This is the bed you made for block and everything a few years ago. What a swan song to the fourteen playoff to be left out. I should bring this up too. Remember the first year in twenty fourteen, Florida State was undefeated, shaky warts and all, but they got in, and we're ending the fourteen playoff era with a shaky warts and all Florida State team that's undefeated that probably is going to get in. But here's another thing, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Does this impact non-conference scheduling? Because if Alabama played Central Texas, Alabama's in the playoff. Alabama may not make it because they challenged themselves and played Texas out of conference. No, so that might be an indictment. See, that it's not an indictment. That's such a bogus narrative. Now, if Florida State doesn't get in, then yes. I, I agree. Then that narrative to me is 100%. Like, uh, if, if Florida State doesn't get in, they played LSU and Florida and others in the non-conference slate so should they stop scheduling good games because they don't get in when they're undefeated like they got through their slate undefeated uh florida state played a tougher schedule than michigan and is undefeated and no one's talking about michigan not getting into the playoff uh michigan's offense is also terrible with good all good what, what it's the thing i've been saying all year like, a good so, pr agent hip, you got, here's no, by the I way mean, it just it, it's 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 just the, the narratives are so stupid. It's why I'm glad there's going to be a 12-team playoff. I think it'll help with a lot of this because then last night it's all about seeding for Florida State and it's about whether Louisville could play its way into the playoff by winning the game. Yeah. But uh, I just it, – it's it's dumb to me. Like Florida State should be in. I We're talking like Florida State that, – a Sunbelt team. That That's the thing no, that like course, that kills me. I'm just it's like – they, they played a better <laughs> schedule than Michigan. They should be in. Uh, they're – and the other, like, it should be Michigan, Washington. I mean, Washington maybe should be number one. Yes, but that, was Zach's, that was yeah, Zach's point, too. It, it's going to be those two, one one order or the other. Those are the top two. I, 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 I'm I guessing that's how it's going to go. Yeah. And then, uh, like, if Florida State gets in, they're going to be three, and Texas is going to be four. I think if Texas is three, that means Florida State doesn't get in because Alabama will be four. Uh, but, but, yeah, the – and by the way, the SEC is going to have a team in because Texas, Texas is going to be in there. Yeah. So, well done. Hey, I, I told you. A, I told you about my in. Longhorns week two. I tried telling I you. Know, yeah. I know. I didn't buy in. They were shaky. It's not like they were completely dominant, and nobody was. And I think that's also the point. And I, I don't know. It, it's like Texas's win over Alabama is way overvalued, in my opinion, because it, that's not the same Alabama team that they got right now. Like, I think we can all agree that that Alabama team that Texas beat, now credit to them, they went and won the game on the road. Like, absolutely. But but that ain't the same team that, that Alabama has right now. They're, no, but Texas killed Oklahoma State, and they've killed the last couple no, teams they played. Well, then style points come into play, Who's and then it's just, it, it's like, it, it's my yeah, favorite yeah, thing. It's like, okay, so when do we, when's the barometer of style and, points when and, that, like, plays a role? It happened also, in Tuscaloosa. Texas deserves full credit. I don't care if it was week two or yesterday. No, I mean, they deserve credit, but... but Florida State does, too, for play at LSU. Yes, they yeah, do. If we're, if we're splitting hairs, like, that win isn't as impressive as if they beat Alabama like yesterday or last week. But the other thing about Alabama is, I mean, they're a fourth and 31 miracle away from yeah. losing oh, to Auburn. Just like, that? South Florida? We're, we're not go having, back to the no, South well, Florida yeah, yeah, game? Going back, going back to earlier, but again, they're a different team now. But like just last week, they're a fourth and 31 miracle away from losing on Look, the road. Then we're not bat, having a conversation. A, a, an extremely mediocre Auburn team. We're not having a conversation. But that's why I don't feel bad if Alabama gets left out because Florida State could have gone on the road and lost in Gainesville last night. They didn't. Florida State could have lost to Louisville last night. They didn't. They deserve uh, to, to be in. To me, also, back to last night, two or three key plays that 
I, you know, I, I know people were not happy with the way Jack Plummer played. He didn't play well. But nobody on the like the offensive line. Oh, didn't I mean play the, well. receivers, the receivers. Like didn't play there well. were the some running, balls that hit the, some of the receivers. Yeah. Hit. Look, Jack Plummer is going to be the one that gets the 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 brunt of the yeah, uh, you know the angst from the fans. However, there were the some position, balls in right. which like they hit right in the receivers' hands or somewhere. A lot were catchable, overthrown, catchable. but there were catchable balls that Listen, uh, they, they just didn't bring. What in. about the reverse, the play call on second and goal? They ran a reverse, and Jamari Thrasher went absolutely nowhere, and they got yeah, pushed back with the I penalty. Mean, That's a bad play call right it, there. I mean, if it had, if, he, if he'd have gone for a touchdown, it would have been a great play call. Yeah, it's kind of how uh, it works. Obviously, Florida State had that one very well read and, and didn't let it go anywhere. I, I think that two or three, like, I go back to the first drive of the game, the ball to, to Jimmy Callaway, maybe – Plummer's best throw of the night, or at least one of them. Um, it's right on his hands. Like he's got to catch that. Obviously, if he does, I wonder if it just sets a different tone and the game is different. Um, I go back to after you know forcing the the botch punt and then getting the ball at the twelve, the throw to Kariski in the back of the end zone, which um, that's circulating like, on. Well, yes. First of all, in real time, I, look. I don't know if it was a catch or not. It was close. It should but have been reviewable. It yeah, been why? Reviewed. why that, I didn't that, get that. That's that's the thing. Um, it should have been reviewed. And if it had, if they had stopped the game to review it, touchdown or not, I wonder how that changes things because Louisville was clearly kind of waiting for it to get reviewed there. It never did, and they completely rushed the second down play. It was just a run to Jordan that went nowhere. They wasted a play because they just had to rush and get it in and and run it because they were like trying to wait to see if they were going to review it, thinking, hey, they've got to at least look at this. Did you think and that was never- a touchdown? I, I, My so, first thought that it was, but then I saw more replays. And I mean, I'm like, man, okay, the, the, the defender have, made a great play of just like getting in there. Yes. It, like, honestly, if he didn't roll out of bounds, I thought it was going to be picked off. Yeah. However, I don't think they would have overturned it if they had reviewed Right. But it, it was more so like when your back hits the ground and the balls, like how much time. Yeah. That, and that's the it gray like, area. That, that's but, what I thought, too. It looked like he had firm control with his back on the ground. Like at that point. The How is that any different over. than a tiptoe like catch on the sidelines? Exactly. You know, so yes. but that's that gray area where it's a bang bang. And play. if it happens in the middle of the field, it gets called differently than it does in the end zone. Yeah, right. I, I, and I, I like again, I don't know if it gets overturned, and I'm not sure it should have been. It was really close, but it should have been reviewed. They yeah. should have stopped it to review it, and I think that could have changed things because Louisville, I think, would have been able to collect themselves, and maybe they would have had the same play call on second down, but they might have had time to check out of it and go to something else. So. I thought that was really important just because not only because it wasn't a touchdown, but also because um, they really had to rush and basically just wasted the second down play because they were just trying to get it off and not burn a timeout and avoid a delay a game. And then, of course, Plummer goes on to throw uh, the interception in the end zone, which which was tough. Yeah. And then and then, of course, the they go for it on fourth down. Perfect play call the rollout. Uh, the tight ends wide open. I can't remember who it was on that one that was wide open. It may have been Kriski again, but, um, you know, the throw gets batted down. If there's just a little more loft there and he gets it to him, boy, he's got a long way to run. Um, probably not to the end zone, but a huge gain and, and how that would have changed things. So there's like three plays that I go back to and think if that had been different, maybe the game's different. But, I mean, you got to credit Louisville's defense. They were great. Uh, you know, I think a little bit of that. I think it was Lipson uh, that it was. Yeah, been Lipson on that one. I couldn't remember, but Louisville's defense, I think, came in somewhat with the same mindset of Florida State's. Like, hey, Florida State's got a really good defense. We've got to really carry um, 
our end of it here with a third-string quarterback, or I don't know that they knew it was going to be a third-string quarterback. I think, you know, they probably weren't sure if it would be. And that doesn't get celebrated either. It's like another thing. Like, I'm not trying to – I could care less. Florida State's the kicking and screaming toddler in the background that wants to, you know, go to Chuck E. Cheese, but it's like, no, we're going home. They they want to leave the conference. I I could care less about Florida State. I just want to have a consistent, you know, non-moving of the goalposts when it comes up. Real quick, by the way, double D text in the personal bat phone uh, on here for those that gambling purposes only. So Florida State to make the 2023-24 college football playoff was yes, minus 480, no, plus 350. And then another one, uh, some of the odds out there for the futures uh, was yes, minus 380, no, plus 220 as of today. Texas is minus 330, no, plus 250. Georgia plus 1,200, no, minus 4,000. With Alabama plus 115 uh, and no, minus 145. Also, uh, real quick, this coming out too. Blankenbaker retweeting this, uh, and our buddy Matt McGavick retweeting it as well. Brad Crawford of 247. If Florida State does not reach the playoff and instead goes to the Orange Bowl, the Holiday Bowl is expected to grab Louisville at 10-3 and three instead of Clemson as its ACC rep San tells. Diego. So Blankenbaker's been pushing for this forever. If so you, he gets to go to Miami or San Diego? I mean, tough life. Blank, Blank's had this affinity for San Diego for quite a while. It, it, it's been an ongoing so, bit. Do you think he's rooting for them to get left out of the Orange Bowl? No, I mean, obviously he'll take an Orange Bowl, but uh, he's got uh, he's got a chub, as the kids say, for right. uh, San Diego. By the All way, right. if Louisville ends up in the Orange Bowl, that means they're going to play an SEC team now. They're either going to play Georgia, Georgia or yeah. Alabama. One of the two. So that would be quite the interesting matchup. And look, I know this better than anybody. We should be celebrating the fact that a team wins a big game with a third-string quarterback. Doesn't matter how impressive it is. Doesn't matter if that guy didn't do much. You win a game with a third-string quarterback. That shows that you're a pretty doggone good team, and it shows that their defense was solid. They were great yesterday. Florida State should not be left out just simply because of the so-called eye test, which I think is just the worst way to measure teams. And proof of that is Oregon was a 10-point favorite after Washington beat them earlier in the season, and Washington beat them again. But if you listen to the eye test, Oregon looked better than Washington all year, except when they played. Well, yeah, you go, if that's the case, you just go off the gambling lines and the 247 recruiting rankings, and it's already set, don't play the game. So it's that's what kills me. Uh, the Athletic, and we'll spend some more time reacting to the game. I know Nick has to get out of here in a second, but the Athletic putting out for the New Year's Six uh, has the Cotton Bowl, has Texas versus the Ohio State, the Peach Bowl. So that Bowl. means Texas isn't in the playoff. Yeah, so this is according to uh, Stuart Mandel of The Athletic. The Peach Bowl has Penn State versus SMU, Orange Bowl, Louisville versus Georgia. Ooh. Fiesta Bowl is Oregon versus Missouri. The Rose Bowl, number one, Michigan versus number four, Florida State. The Sugar Bowl, number two, Washington versus number three, Alabama in New Orleans. So, so, you, so they've got now. Alabama in there at number three, but no Texas. Yeah, you can't do that. that like, this whole thing's a sham if you that's the case. You cannot do that. Yeah, that's, that's according I, to Stuart Mandel, so uh, I mean, the I'm, athletic. I'm the one that said Alabama's or Texas's win over Alabama. You know, isn't quite as good, but like they still won the head-to-head matchup. That has to matter somewhere if if – now, if that happens, then it really is, why did we schedule this game? Like, we went and beat them on their field, and they got in the playoff. By 10 points. Us. Wasn't like that, on a last-second field goal. They no, dominated no, the they, game. They, they dominated them. That would be 
That would be a travesty if, if it happened. That's that way, the biggest travesty that would be possible out of all this. That is the no matter what they pick, it's going to be wrong. But if they pick Alabama and not Texas, then it's a, a disgrace. Oh, and I'm sure for, I'm sure Florida State, Texas, and Alabama fans will all handle it extremely well. Sure uh, there was a, a dead Longhorn on Oklahoma State's Very fraternity thing. But save that for what else is going on, uh, Nick. Before you get out of here, I know it was a late one uh, with a lot of the people. It was Brian Brom who was on the Weirfield broadcast uh, for the post game show with Jody. So a lot of people were asking they didn't get to hear from Jeff Brom. Uh, so we have some of that sound. Appreciate uh, Mark Blankenbaker and the Crunch Zone crew for going down there. Just cut that up. Here was uh, Jeff Brom's opening statement in the loss to Florida State in the ACC championship game. Here's what he had to say post game after the game. If I can pull this up. Okay. Well, it was, uh, congratulations to Florida State. Uh, they kept off a, a really good season, undefeated season. It's hard to do. Uh, so credit them, their players, their coaches. Uh, they played hard, and uh, you know they found a way to win the game. Uh, for us, you know, it's disappointing. Uh, I'll take the blame for the loss. Uh, I would like to play played a whole lot better than that uh, on offense. I thought our defense played really, really well uh, the entire game. You know, gave us a chance without question. Our special teams played really, really well, uh, and we're, we were not up to par on offense. So that's uh, my fault. And um, you know, once we had to kind of rely on the passing game a little too much. Um, you know, we, we, we couldn't execute very well. Uh, so that was disappointing. So we'll have to figure out ways to, uh, you know, fix that uh, moving forward. I'm sure we'll have another tough game, uh, you know, in the bowl game coming up. But, uh, you know, disappointing today. But I, I do think we have a lot of guys that played hard uh, and quite a few guys that played really well, uh, especially on defense uh, and special teams. Unfortunately, offense uh, was not good, and, and that's, that's my fault. Jeff Brown with the opening statement on the loss uh, against Florida State in the ACC championship game. So, look, I mean, he's you could tell he, he kept saying ridiculous after the Kentucky game, obviously starting or finishing the season and not the best of manner with an orange bowl on the line. But Florida State had a ton at stake for that than tried to make their case for the college football playoff. And I mean, quite frankly, all the pressure on them, too, with yes. knowing the other games going on around the country and the ones that had transpired uh, earlier in the game. I do want to ask this question because I want to get Nick thoughts on it before he has to go is it possible that not that the season's a disappointment by any means but it's a very successful season that is going to end up like 2016 that leaves a really bad taste in people's mouths like does it feel like you could have gotten more out of this than you did because look the opportunity was right there to finish eighth yes but you lose to kentucky you lose an ACC championship game that was very winnable and how many times are you going to be in this position again and if you lose the bowl game that's three straight losses. It's 2016-esque. It's a successful yeah. season, no question. It's, but it feels like there was meat left on the bone. I don't know well, what you guys' thoughts on that. I, I think I, I definitely get where you're coming from. But but I also think, you know, what could be very different from 2016 is if they do, in fact, get into the Orange Bowl. Um, that's a different animal, I think, because they were in, what, like the B-Dubs Bowl in, in 2016 and, and, and lost to Leonard Fournette at LSU. But... I, or maybe Leonard didn't play. I can't remember. Leonard opted out. He was like the first opt out yeah, with Christian that's McCaffrey. Right. That's right. I, I think that. Um, I, I think. I mean, I think the bowl game. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. I think bowl games don't really matter, but I think in this case it does for for that a little bit because I think you know you've lost two in a row, but if you could go win an Orange Bowl or whatever bowl you end up being in, you could kind of change the narrative a little bit. Or even have a strong performance. Who knows what the opt-outs are going to look like for both Louisville and whoever its opponent in a bowl game would be. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's the same because in 2016 you also had a Heisman Trophy winner 
um, that you know was was a transcendent college football player, and obviously ended up having a sour taste because of the way the season ended. But this year, I, I just think it's different because this season has been better than most people expected. Um, they 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 haven't had they've had a lot of really good players, but you know they they've had. Not like a maybe a transcendent type player like Lamar Jackson was. I think so that's probably not, the crux of it. They're not a one like that year. It felt like maybe they were more of a one trick pony. Uh, this year, far from that, because of what we've seen on both sides of the ball. Their defense has been, I think, a lot better than most people expected. Um, and and offensively, you know, the running back core has been so much fun. Like I, I just I think it's different. But I, I get it, and it would be a disappointing way to end the year if you lose three straight. But um, there's a lot there to be able to redeem a lot, I think, in the bowl game. And so I, I expect it to be a pretty fired-up Louisville team, regardless of the bowl they, they get selected. You'll appreciate this. Uh, this is a going viral tweet right now. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to our boy Spencer. I fell asleep with Spencer Mark Innocent Biscuit in my ear. There you go. And he's back here this morning. He needs a cot here. Spencer, it's wonderful to see you. I appreciate you and all your hard work. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Yeah, I got to do the women's game in about an hour, so I oh, get here. Oh, you'll be yo with Nick, uh, Nick Kern. By the way, here's a funny tweet that's going viral. Florida State isn't that great. Pulled away from a late from a 6-6 six and six group of five team and needed a prayer to beat a 6-6 six and six rival. Three-point win against a 4-8 and eight conference foe. Lost by 10 at home. Oh, spit. This is under the Alabama file. One second. Oops. That's that's funny. That is pretty funny. That's pretty, that's pretty uh, good right there. And that's uh, that's my opinion. Is that basically sums up why I think Florida State should be in the playoff uh, right there? In addition to being undefeated, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll find out soon enough. That'll be coming down while we're on the air. We'll we'll let you know what uh, bowl game Louisville's in if uh, if in fact we get that information while we're on. Uh, Pre-game coverage starts in a little over, a little under an hour at 11:30 over on 93.9 The Ville, Louisville at North Carolina A&T today. Full day over there. We'll lead you right into men's game coverage as the Cards battle Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Coverage there starts at 2:30 with Paul Rogers and company. So we'll uh, we'll be leading you right up to that. Hopefully, you can make it down to the Yum Center. A&T's been the uh, Three and three, but a couple of really nice wins. Uh, beating Liberty at home, a team that Louisville had to battle to the end to defeat in Katy, Texas last weekend, and a win on the road at Wake Forest as well. So um, should be should be a fun one today here at the Yum Center. Hopefully you can make it out. Cards got a huge win in Oxford against the ranked team over Ole Miss in the ACC SEC Challenge on Wednesday night. It was a uh, it was a war, and the Cards were able to to really come away and and show some toughness to get a win. So we'll see what happens. Uh, today. So, Hopefully folks, can make it out. Uh, we were talking about Brett McMurphy and Eric Crawford just putting this out there. Appreciate him uh, tweeting this. So, Brett has Louisville ranked behind NC State, a team it beat on the road in his top 25. Obviously, this isn't the college football playoff, but this kind of at times can mirror and, some and, of the and, things around the college football playoff rankings. That would be garbage, too. It's like you're penalized for playing in the championship game. Yeah, and because you went on the road and beat them. Like, head to head, we talked about it with Texas and Alabama. It should matter. Um, the teams played Louisville won. They just, yeah, that would be that would be brutal as well. We'll see what happens. We'll find it all out here in just a couple of hours. Well, that would be 2016 like because they dropped behind Florida State that they beat by 110 billion points, and Florida State went to the Orange Bowl. That's 
right. Yeah, yeah. So be sure to listen to that. Actually, well, we'll have NFL uh, action on after us with the Colts and Titans, but follow our social media pages. We'll have uh, everything posted on some of the games out there. But, there, I mean, the ripple effect is, of this is pretty impressive, like when you think about it, because I believe if Louisville doesn't make the Orange Bowl, that's contingent on the ACC opponent for Kentucky as well. So I, I know if like they're projected to play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl from a Kentucky football standpoint, and if they, depending on what happens with Louisville, uh, looks like they're going to go to the Dukes. Man, this is from uh, Matt Jones. If Louisville makes a New Year's Six Bowl, it looks like for the Cats will play Virginia Tech. If Louisville doesn't make a New Year's Six, it's likely that the Wildcats will play Clemson. So a lot of uh, ripple effects and in, in from uh, everything with this. But four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS Jobs text line. Nick, you're about to say something. Sorry, buddy. I was going to say, how about Louisville goes to the Dukes Mayo Bowl and just run it back? <laughs> I need Mark Stoops to be doused with mayonnaise. My life would be complete with that. Uh, that's no, no, just just uh, just play again. Why not? It would be, Shouldn't the be... losing coach have to do that? Not the winning coach. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The, the, there's I mean, no the... chance in the world I would win a game and want to ever come anywhere near that much mayonnaise. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs tax line. It was a great year. Jack just doesn't have the the next gear we needed. Jeff needs to go out and get an athletic quarterback next year. I mean, I think they have like nine quarterbacks on the roster. You they saw them. <laughs> they played him against Murray State earlier. So, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, he quarterbacked a ten win team that played in the ACC title game. That's pretty good. Uh, obviously, I mean, I, I credit. I mean, I, I don't think last night was on Jack Plummer or anybody on the Louisville offense. I think it was. I think it's a credit to the Florida State defense. Uh, that's no, how I saw it. And I heard uh, the ACC huddle crew talking about this as well in a texter. This isn't to take a shot at you, but this is something that I think kind of gets penalized when others would applaud it. But it says Alabama would have a better record versus the bowl teams than Florida State. Florida State would be a lock if they had a quarterback. Shouldn't it be applauded what they're doing without <laughs> with their third-string quarterback? You know, and, I mean, it's third-string quarterback's also not going to be the one to play. Right, it's a month off before. Game. Like, Rodemaker will be back, and I, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's as good as Jordan Travis, obviously, or they, they will function as well uh, with him as they did with Jordan Travis, but they were certainly better offensively in Gainesville last week than they were last night. So, I, I, I mean, they shouldn't be judged based on the third stringer as their starting QB because that's not who's going to start a, a playoff game for them. Fun fact, third string quarterbacks all time, 2-0 and in playoff games. I mean, we talked about all the things that have never happened before. Third string quarterbacks never lost a playoff game. Yeah. We know. We know. Cardell didn't lose the playoffs. Uh four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. He Stu- was really the second string quarterback too, right? Like I mean Te- technically Barrett, that yeah, season, I mean, yes, because Braxton yeah. got hurt in preseason. Oh, that's right. Braxton yes, that's Braxton Miller went down and then it it's, was it's more fun for the narrative to say he was the third string quarterback. Stoops would have gone three and zero against Iowa, U of L, and Florida State yesterday. You all agree that without Travis, Florida State is not one of the best four teams, but you all think Florida State should get in. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's the four best teams, not what you want because you don't like the. S- it, it's not a matter of that. No, it's who earns their way in. It's not about. It's not the four best. Teams. So it Whoever. should be Jordan Travis versus one on one, one v one. Me and a QB throw. It's a complete team. Their defense is really, really good. So if, the defense. Defense doesn't get any credit for this. If we're, if we're doing that right now, I think it should be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and probably Michigan. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Washington. I can't well, drop I mean, one. Yeah. Washington be in the mix. But yes. I mean, if we're doing that, let's just be those, honest. Those yeah. are the five teams that I would probably say and, would be in the and, mix. And, and, and Texter, I want to go on record. I love Nick Saban. 
I he's the love goat. Nick Saban. It's not a matter of the SEC. It's a matter of kicking and screaming that Greg Sankey tried to block some of these things. And it could be the very thing that his teams are left out for the Final Four team college football play. I will not believe it until I see it around 12-15, 12-20. But, I mean, look, you're penalizing Florida State for going with an injury. Injuries happen in football. Isn't it the overall body of work or is it preseason rankings? Because if it's preseason rankings, I agree with you. But it should be the overall body of work. And it's they're not getting credit for going and playing LSU, regardless of what you think about the, the ACC and not being the SEC. They still did. They're a power five. We're talking about them like they're a Sunbelt team. That's what kills me. But that's the problem that the committee leaves it up to is they, there is no defined criteria. There is no logic behind what they want to do. It's just whatever they decide to do that, that on a whim that they find ways to justify it. They never said it's the four best teams, four most deserving teams. So it's too open to interpretation that we don't have a defined criteria. And that's why people have the debates that they have. And we don't know what the committee values and what they don't. No, I, I agree with you. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text on Joe. We'll get to you here in a second. Let me knock out some of these texts. Hopefully Plummer sits out the bowl game to prepare for the draft. Uh, playing Georgia doesn't sound very fun to me. No, that sounds like, uh, look, I, I want to go in right. I think Georgia is one of the best four teams out there. But this is the model and the bed that you made, Sankey. So this is what you got to deal with. Did Nick just say last night wasn't on Plummer in the offense. I, I think he meant to say, and I don't want to speak for him, I think he stepped away for a second. I, I think it was more so it wasn't just Plummer. There were there were some other instances in which I, I think people had the ability to point to. It's like, look, I mean, Florida State's defense is really good, but offensively, Jack Plummer made some passes, hit some of the receivers in the gloves, and they still dropped it. Now, you could go back and forth on the tight end. Was that or was that not a, a, a touchdown? I, I don't think if they, they reviewed it, it would be, but these are the things that uh, you deal with in, in some of those bowl games. Four, three, seven, nine, Can six. Can we say this, too? Yeah, go ahead. ACC, SEC, 10 games. ACC, won six. The SEC, won four. Look, I... There you I, go. I, I, I'm with you if we're going to do the... Con- look, because now we're going to get it from Kentucky fans. Kentucky fans... They beat Louisville. They get to wear that you know, feather yes. in their cap and everything, right. and kudos to them for that. But, look, their conferences outside of the SEC. I'll just leave it at that. Four three seven nine six eighty. UPS Jobs text line. We get to watch Buttermilk get doused in mayo. Sign me up. Uh, so, oh, you're getting another call real quick. Apologies. I'll wait till you put him on hold. Actually, Nick, it's up to the committee's opinion to pick the four best teams. There are no guidelines. No, you're right on that. Florida State deserves to be in. Havens said they would get embarrassed. I don't know who they meant right there. So, 267-9680 is the phone number. We go to Joe up first on SMH. Joe, how are you, buddy? Hey, uh, I'm doing good. I've been around for a long time. Uh, if they want to screw you, they're going to screw you. I go back to the volleyball this year. Louisville and Kentucky both got screwed in that draw. Kentucky gets to play an Arkansas team for the third time. And their reward is they get to play Nebraska on their home floor. Uh, Louisville gets to play Pittsburgh again if Pittsburgh gets to the final game of the regional on their home floor. So there's no love anywhere. They, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to laugh at you. We're going to screw you. So I, I have no comment on this Final Four today. Who knows? I mean, it could be – it's just – it all comes down to money. And then, yes, it was a touchdown. Louisville tight end, had the ball. His big rear end hit the ground. And for the love of God, they just screwed you all. I'll just come out and tell you. I'm not a Louisville fan, but they screwed you on the call. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Appreciate it, Joe. Always enjoy the cervezas at the Mexican restaurant. I know you're a big fan of those. Two six seven nine six eight is the phone number. I think you said it was Jason up next. Jason, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm driving back from Charlotte. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Hopefully, you're making good time and safe travels. 
appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, so with the college football playoffs, uh, Boo Corrigan obviously does the interview every Tuesday after they release it, right? Um, he has said that they specifically do not have a definition for most deserving that it is for best team. Like, they, they have said that that's what they're looking for is best team, not most deserving. So I think when they – now that they've said that, and they said that they said that like four weeks ago, um, I think you're going to miss. I think Florida State's going to miss, and they're going to end up in the Orange Bowl, and you know we'll end up where wherever we fall at. Right? Uh, just is what it is. Uh, last night, um, when when someone texts in and says they're they're absolutely right, it's not that Jack is a bad guy a bad quarterback or didn't do good things for us he just does not have the next little bit of juice right yes 10 a 10 win season is awesome and jack is a a a wonderful part of it and what global fans will always love him for a 10 win season especially after we kind of get through some of like the the crushing heartache that we're feeling at the last two weeks right you know um but Last night, that interception's 100% on him. He threw that four feet behind his tight end. Absolutely four full feet. Like, it wasn't even thrown at the tight end. It was thrown at uh, Bethune that caught the, that, that got the yeah. interception. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, Jack made mistakes last night, but that's part of the growing. And to be a 10 win team with a quarterback who did make mistakes like that. Under the assumption that we are going to be better next year, the quarterbacks that are on the roster got the ability to learn the system and progress throughout the year and not just be thrown in there to figure it out. But we had a reliable uh, guy that could go out and execute the game plan to the best of his ability, which was more than acceptable. No, no, and I think it goes back to being predicted to be finished then in the you know eighth in the ACC, and you surpass that. It Absolutely. depends on how you defined success on the season, and obviously that's a big fall off if you're going from the Orange Bowl to the Holiday Bowl. But where you thought year one was going to be of Jeff Brom, uh, I think a lot of it stems from just the frustration of losing it from Kentucky last year. There's no fault in losing to uh, Florida State in an ACC championship game, especially with what they had at stake uh, to be in the college football playoff. Safe travels, Jason. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, hopefully, you'll be locked in on the way back, man. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. 267-9680 is the phone number. I think Nick stepped aside uh, to go out and get uh, Jeff Wall's sound. Is, is he there? I don't hear him, though. I don't yeah, think I don't hear him. Okay, he, he probably stepped aside. So, 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680, UPS Jobs, Texan. Let's get to a couple more pieces of sound reacting to that. Uh, on the incomplete pass call, this was something that I know that a lot of people had thoughts out there in terms of being reviewed. Here's what Jeff Brom had to say about that. Hey, Jeff. Manny Navarro with The Athletic. You guys had an incompletion in the end zone there in the fourth quarter, and I was just curious, did you consider it all challenging the, the, that call, the incompletion on, uh, on the drop? Well, I, I would hope that they reviewed it. Uh, we had some time there, uh, so um, I was told it was an incomplete pass, but uh, um, that's all I know on that one. That was Jeff Brom being extremely short uh, about that. Uh, another hot topic that was going out there on the Wildcat offense from Florida State. Here's what Jeff Brom had to say post game on what issues they had with Chris that. Chris with Knowles 24-7. When they went to the Wildcat and Toe Philly had the success on those back-to-back plays with the touchdown, 
why did that happen? You guys had obviously been very good against the run against them. Why did that allow them to have some success? What was it that changed the picture? Uh, well, quite honestly, uh, our adjustment to Wildcat uh, the first couple times was not good, so that part I did not like. Uh, that's on us as coaches. Uh, after that, we adjusted it uh, to something uh, more aggressive, and we stopped it every time. Uh, so that was... Uh, not the best coaching on our end uh, and then of course we didn't execute it uh, but we switched that plan up after that and unfortunately it cost us Jeff Brown post game on uh, issues that they had against the offense or the Wildcat offense so uh, appreciate uh, Blank and Baker going down there be getting all that sound for us uh, cutting it up uh, This actually I cut it up this morning it's in the Dropbox fellas so have fun with that uh, 267-9680 is the phone number 437-9680 let me get to a couple more texts here uh, from the UPS Jobs text on Florida State's best win was LSU that says why they don't belong in the playoffs since the best win was was not even the ACC, Steve. Okay, I mean, but like, so Texas' best win is not in the Big Twelve. Yeah, like I, I, I can't, I, I can't buy that. I mean, yeah. So instead of the walk of shame, this is like the drive of shame. I hate it. I don't know if that's directed at us or the Jack Plumber drive you meant. Florida State beat two SEC teams. That's true. They beat Florida and LSU. I still think UK beat UofL twice. Can't imagine what the pressure is for Brom at UofL with his background being the first family of UofL football. I don't buy that. I don't think Kentucky beat Louisville twice. I think Florida State beat them this time. Florida State's just that good. I don't think they had any trouble getting up to play an ACC championship game against the top four team. It's an interesting dynamic when people are just like, I get, and you were, you were on this earlier in the season about Jack Plummer, the angst toward it. And look, he did not play good yesterday. I, I, I'm with you on that. However, I, I will say you're still on a 10-win team with a game manager of Brom who had connections to Brom systems. And other than, I mean, you've seen Evan Connolly or Brock Doman go in. I, I guess with the play that you had yesterday, anything was better than what you got yesterday. Yeah. However, I will say there were some balls that hit his hand. Save that for the mixtape. I think tape both so of those things can be true. I, look, look at you, I've Greg Sankey. <laughs> no, one of these things is not like the <laughs> Yeah, Like I said earlier, he's going to rely on the count to see how many SEC teams he's got in the playoffs. Zero. Um, but as far as Jack Plummer is concerned, that's the thing that I said all year. I thought Jack Plummer would kind of hold them back in a big spot. I didn't trust him against the better defenses. And when they played Notre Dame, he really didn't have to be a big part of the game plan. He did play well against Miami. He did not. He played fine against Kentucky. He did not play well yesterday. And that was a game that was very winnable. If you have an elite quarterback, that is a game that they should have won. Because when you hold the opponent to 16 points, and let's be honest, a couple of those came in the red zone as far as they made Florida State kick a couple of field goals. That's a game you got to win if you've got a really good quarterback. And Jack Plummer did not get it done. You cannot throw that red zone interception at that That was not good. No, I'm, you, I'm with you You can't that. throw that. And for a guy who's a sixth-year senior, sometimes Jack Plummer makes throws that freshman quarterbacks don't make. Let's just call it spade a spade. But yeah. he did win 10 games. you got to give him credit for that. But... It's what you talk back. about 2016. Yeah, you, you talk about what 2016 and what transpired on it. By the way, I think Dick Curd is back. Uh, he just had to get the Jeff Walls interview. Nick, I, I, I heard it in my ear. I didn't hear um, yeah. Tip Drill or something playing in the background at the KFC Yum Center. A little John. So I, 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 I heard that, that fall out of my ear. And I was just like, oh, okay. I guess he's gone. But uh, no, hopefully I, Walls is refreshed from well, his private uh, jet experience from Charlotte. No, he's, he's looking good. He's, 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 uh, he How is, do you get on that plane? He is refreshed. Uh, be a successful really person and that's not where i am he's uh, bag man that's my dream job his bad i don't think he has a bag man um anyway i 
he he came out here to to do the pregame interview, which sometimes happens, not super often. Normally, I go back to find him in his office, but he walked out here and was ready to go. So I didn't really have time to say, "Hey, sorry." So we just we just got it done. It was good. Okay. Uh, yeah, it should be a fun. He he talked a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, good. Sounds like it was a good experience in Charlotte. Yeah, I bet it was. You hop on a private jet. And I wonder if they flew out of uh, the Bobby Petrino Southern Indiana uh, Airport oh. or if they're a Bowman Field Corridor. They Petrino, strike me. He prefers motorcycles. Let's be well, real. Well, so you, you, this was before you moved here, but there was an ongoing saga. This is when Eric Crawford and Pat Forty were uh, with the Courier Journal. They would always be staking out with when he was meeting with Auburn, meeting with like the Raiders, LSU, LSU. He was. They would be at the Southern Indiana, like Bobby going across the Second Street Bridge thinking that, oh, no one's going to know if I'm over here and, and versus Bowman Field. Well, they did. And that's uh, Bobby. And we'll, we'll get into him and what else is going on. And Pig Suey. Uh, 267-9680 is the phone number. We go to, who'd you say this was, Zach? I'm sorry, buddy. Jerry up next on SMH. Jerry, how are you? I'm good. Uh, real quick, um, the uh, the previous caller said the uh, pass in the corner of the end zone was a touchdown. I agree with that. My, my question, I have two questions if I could ask Jeff Brown two questions this morning. Number one, what kind of process do you have in place to to look at that and, and have somebody click into your headset, be able to, you know, override anybody that's talking in your ear and say, hey, you know, challenge it. I don't understand. Uh, you know, if you got to do, have a GA doing it, somebody that looks at the replay and alerts the sideline, hey, stop, let's, let's have that reviewed that's got to be a fail-safe in place going forward because when they ask him in the press conference, and believe me, I'm a Brown fan, but when they ask him in the in the press conference, he looked like he had a little deer in the headlights, like people, why were they questioning? Like he just assumed that they had made the right call not to protest that. Okay? My second question to Jeff would be, we only hit – I think we only hit a back out of their backfield one time, if I'm not mistaken. Why do they never hold the back in the backfield to be an additional blocker? I'll never understand that when you're getting killed and you're getting rushed so hard. I mean, we're not utilizing the backs out of the backfield that much anyway. Keep him, have him identify a certain player like number five last night and stick to him. Line up on that side and be a secondary blocker. I, I just never understand that why we go empty backfield when we got pressure on Plummer all the time. I, I mean, Jerry, appreciate the call. I, I thought that they they did use the backs to block a lot last night, um, and a lot of times it just kind of didn't matter. But um, I, I thought they they did, and and when Florida State. It was blitzing like you have to have the back back there obviously to to pick up the blitz um which is a big part of it too um but i i thought the running backs were utilized to block a lot last night so um i guess we we kind of saw that differently but that that's my initial takeaways with that they were doing that and i also um i like i, I think louisville was waiting for the for the because of the way it works in college football, obviously you could challenge, but the timeouts are valuable, and you rely on um, the fact that every play is reviewed to be looked at. To me, it seemed that they were waiting for the game to be stopped to review it, and it it just never happened. And then it was 
were going on from there. Um, it looked to me like they were waiting for the replay official to buzz down and stop play, and then it never happened, and then they kind of rushed a second down play, and, and they, they weren't going to get anything out of it. So that that's what I thought happened there, and, and I, that's why, I, I mean, I thought it should have been stopped to be reviewed, but I, I don't know that it would have been overturned. So I think they, if it, let's say they had challenged it, I think they would have lost the timeout, which would not have been ideal. Um, but I, I think they were waiting for the replay official to stop playing. It never happened. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text on. He's Nick Kern. Give him a follow on Twitter at Nick Kern thirty five. Uh, I am Phil underscore underscore Baker. Still working on that double underscore and Elon Musk. If you ever get uh, bump that person off there, it'd be lovely. Uh, and your boy ZC behind the glass. And let's see if I still remember this. Spencer Brown ST Brown ten twenty. Yes. I still remember it. He's in the back uh, in the room, so we'll give him a shout out too because he's working. He's got a cot here. He should live here. He's bunk beds. You two should have bunk beds in the back because you're here so often spencer coming up at about 11 30 who's saying we don't have bunk beds back there fair enough we got some nice recliners on the espn louisville uh plus set right there two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number uh we go to eric up early he wants to talk to nick before he's got to get out here eric how are you buddy oh man hey i'm here brothers i'm here dear god you sound awful eric are you okay (laughs) i didn't really sleep well Uh, it it sounds Uh, like it I just kept trying. I was watching the game, and then as I tried to go to sleep, it was just replaying in my head that fourth down play. Oh, my gosh, that guy. He would have got a lot of yards on that. And then just so many things. You know, a red zone turnover. I mean, you can't can't do that. Um, So, and that Wildcat sort of bothered me that uh, Florida State did. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. But, you know, I, I was telling Zach, it's been a rough couple weeks, but still, my goodness, I mean, you know, we got 10 wins. We're going to go to a good bowl game, hopefully the Orange Bowl. It, first time win on the road at Miami. Uh, you know, making the first ACC championship game. Um, but, you know, the losses suck. You know, the pit loss sucked. Kentucky definitely sucked. And then last night sucked but I think I think it's time heals because I know I was I sent a couple of tweets out last night of anger I've deleted them but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I was in the poor sport mode but um, I think I think as time heals I think we'll look back and say hey for a first year coach man I think this is a very very good season and it still could be a good, you know, a good bowl win. I think a good bowl win could cap off an 11-win season. ACC championship game appearance. Uh, a lot of milestones along the way. I know outside of the coach, the next person who gets the most heat is the quarterback. And it's really easy to get on Jack Plummer. Uh, and he did not have his best game. But he still got us to 10 wins. And it's just a shame some of those plays it just it, it, it's just like repeating the pit some of those plays it's a few plays in pit and then a few plays in Kentucky so it's just I know that coach Brom the coaches are going to continue to pay attention to detail and uh, and work that out so I'm excited I'm excited for the future but I, you know I, I tell you what what about the women winning on the road at uh, at Ole Miss in basketball that was a big win great win it was a great win um 
that's a an Ole Miss team that likes to play sort of a muck it up style and punch you in the mouth, and Louisville is able to to match it in a good road environment and and come away with a win against a a top twenty team. So that was a, a heck of an effort, and they had a lot into that because of uh, the Cards winning against them in the Sweet Sixteen last year. Um, it was yes. it was a really Really good win, and we'll see if they can back it up today here against uh, North Carolina A&T, but, but a huge win on, on Wednesday. Eric we're, Eric, we're inching closer to the top of the hour, buddy. I'm sorry, uh, and I, I didn't want to kick you out of here, but uh, we got to get to a break here and say we go on the entire hour, buddy. So don't be a stranger, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Phil. Y'all have a great week. You too, bud. Talk Thanks, soon, Eric. man. Feel better. Rest that voice. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS jobs text line. This coming out from Kelly Dickey. This is the first Louisville game with at least nine punts by each team since the ten seven loss to Drake on September twenty fifth, nineteen seventy one, in which Louisville punted eleven times and Drake punted um, ten times. A lot of punts. Do you know who Louisville's coach was that day? It's Corso. It was. Yeah. Not so fast, my friend. Man, have you seen that Heisman uh, promo that they have for 97 and how youthful and yes. little? I, look, I, I know people want to take shots at Lee Corso and everything. The relationship him and Kurt Kershaw have, yeah. it warms my heart. Lee Corso can stay on ESPN as long as he wants, as far as I'm concerned. He is college football. Yeah, it's, I did enjoy Theo Vaughn with him uh, yesterday. It's like, he what did you no just say? no idea who Theo Vaughn is. Yeah. No way. Uh, we need I, to get I also don't know oh, Theo. Theo. Oh, Nick, you'd love his stuff. You'd love his stuff. Well, actually, I don't know. I say that out loud. I don't know if you would love it. Uh, I who love is, it. Who is Theo? He's a comedian. He says okay. some uh, wild, wild stuff right there. Uh, we need to get to a break. Can you stay on for another segment, or do you got to step away? I'm going to step away because uh, I've got to eat. Eat. I'm, Treat I'm yourself. Gonna... Zachy C and I uh, have you for the final hour. Final thoughts uh, before we get you out of here. Yeah, just uh, we'll see what, where Louisville goes today, but I, my – Florida State should be in the playoff, and my thing is it was about how good Florida State's defense was last night uh, more than how bad Louisville's offense was. That was my takeaway. Um, I might be in the minority there, but uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, cards, Aggies, North Carolina A&T, coverage at 1130, 93.9 The Ville, full day of basketball. So tune in over there. And uh, looking forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Yeah, V-Show. You and I will be in uh, the studio, Liquor Barn Studios, tomorrow. And, yeah, it'll be fun to react to that uh, for three hours as Bobby V and Nikki V are up in New York for the Jimmy V. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Is this Garth Brooks? Just kidding. <laughs> George Strait, actually. R.I.P. <laughs> DMX. Fan favorite. Oh, I thought you were going to say R.I.P. George Strait. I'm like, did he die? No, I, he's not he, dead. I mean, wrong avenue. Listen to Current or Double D when it comes to uh, country music singers. Hour number two, Sunday morning hangover. I appreciate Nick Kern joining for the first hour. He's at the KFC Yum Center. Be sure to stop down by Bear Nose by the Bridge uh, before you head over to the KFC Yum Center for a full day of basketball and football if you are down there. Dan Mullen's top four for the college football playoff rankings. He has Michigan number one, Washington number two, Texas number four, and 
Florida State University at three. I know it's kind of been all over the map. There. I would not be surprised if they chose to go that route too, because like I mentioned, 2014 Florida State was in a similar spot. They ended up number three, and theoretically, I would let, rather see a Michigan versus Texas game and a Washington versus Florida State game. Uh, I for, think those would be better for matches. those that care about this. The final All State playoff predictor percentages ahead of the selection: Michigan, hundred percent; Washington, ninety-nine percent. What's the one percent that would keep Washington out? That's what I want to know. You ready for this? Florida State, ninety-seven percent. This is as of an hour ago. Texas at fifty-five percent, Alabama at forty-two percent, Georgia at three percent, and the Ohio State at four percent. So you're saying there's no, there's not. Yeah, there's there's not a chance there. So two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Fun first hour. Appreciate you uh, calling us or texting us if you're on your way back from Charlotte. Uh, safe travels if you are doing that. Nick Curran uh, set to join over on. 93.9 The Ville, around 11.30 or so for Louisville Women's Basketball. Pre-game reminder, if you're driving around today, we got you up till noon, then Colts and Titans, 12 o'clock ESPN 680-1057, Louisville Basketball at Virginia Tech. That's at 2.30 pre-game coverage. Tip at 4 o'clock on 93.9 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. 49ers and Eagles, 4 o'clock right here on ESPN 680-1057 and Packers and Chiefs for a little Sunday night football via Westwood One uh, right here on ESPN 680-1057. Tons of text to get to appreciate everyone interacting with us on the text line or twitter as well at espn 680 he's at your boy zc i am phil underscore underscore baker why did brom go for it on fourth and get florida state the game clinching field goal florida state could not move the ball and ufl had three timeouts. i kind of agree with that i thought in the moment that he probably should have punted the ball i think you have to realize that the opposing offense can't do anything and you know you're probably going to flip the field but most coaches are probably going to go for it in that spot. It's not a thought. Yeah, I mean, and look, I mean, that's that's damned one if you of do, the damned well if you with don't. Brom too. I mean, like you know what you you know what you signed up for when it's Jeff Brom. Like he he gets a little you know creative, gimmicky when it comes to that. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text, and we'll get some more some more Jeff Brom sound here in a bit, as well as some uh, sound from the college football playoff. Greg Sankey comparing Sesame Street on why they should maybe even have two teams in the college football playoff. Uh, we can read some of the Jim Phillips. Did you see his tweets there that or that he put out there trying to get that? Uh, I know the ACC is trying to make sure a team from the ACC gets in, but all of America watching that game last night feels like. Like the ACC will be screwed, or I'm sorry, the ACC screwed Louisville. This post doesn't sit well for me, and it feels a little dirty. And this is what they're uh, referring to. The Jim Phillips tweeted out, Finishing the regular season undefeated and now winning the ACC football championship game is a historic feat. There is, all caps, all uh, bold, there is no doubt... Um, that Florida State is among the best four teams in the country and has now earned a place in the college football playoff. History has shown that the college football playoff committee is consistently honors Power Five undefeated, or I'm sorry, undefeated champions. That's all caps. That's in all bold. Like Florida State, and it's been a terrific year for Florida State and the entire ACC. We have the utmost confidence in the committee and expect Florida State to be recognized as one of the four uh, best teams and the most deserving among the playoff participants. I love that tweet so yeah. much. Just because you know how unhappy Florida State has been this entire year with that, like in the revenue streaming, or I'm sorry, the revenue distribution, and you know that they're attempting to try and uh, have their own streaming platform to try to recoup some of that revenue there. But man, uh, yeah, that is kind of uh, it feels like uh, you know election night. It that, really, it does. really does. You're you're making your final push uh, in your final speeches in counties that could be swing, or I'm sorry, in states that could be swing states. And the fan bases are going to be very contentious about this because you know FSU Twitter, Alabama Twitter, they handle things just so gracefully. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. I can't. I'm just whoever gets left out. I'm going to their message boards. Or I'm going on Twitter. I want to see what all. The oh, just sit in it. Just sit in. It's going to be smut. It's it's great. Uh, for, here, go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, I, just, I was just getting to all these. We're, they're coming in hot and heavy. I just. The ultimate question is: Are we picking the four best teams? Or are we picking the four most deserving teams? Because do you actually think Florida State's one of the four best teams? That's a good question because I, I think, and I, I battled some of my buddies about this, it, it doesn't, like, if we're going off that, because I think with the Alabama and Georgias of the world, there it, there is a separation gap. But I feel like it's held against Florida State for going out and doing the body of work because they're down to the third street, which, I mean, True. Spencer pointed out during the break, quite frankly, will be a second street. Yeah, Roommaker's going to play with, the with a, with a month to sit out, and... Like I, I just go back to we're talking like them like they're South Harmon Institute of Technology Community College like yeah it's Florida State like they are one of the premier brands and I know people are gonna say oh that doesn't matter it's the body of work yeah that's what I go back to it's the body of work and I'm not trying to be some ACC shill because I could care less what Florida State does I I, I don't care what they do but it's just the moving of the goalposts yeah. of saying that this is deemed acceptable because it's in the SEC. And the ACC doesn't matter what when they two and zero against the SEC this year. What did we say? Like if sixteen six was the final score of the SEC championship game, it would be football porn. And since it's the ACC, everybody thinks the game was terrible. I just think the game was terrible either yeah. way. Good PR agents. I, I've said this. I mean, that's like what's the difference between a hamster and a rat? Yeah. One has a good PR agent. But that's where the committee's vague statements just come so much into play. Is do I think Florida State's one of the four best teams? No, I think Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, all those teams would beat Florida State right now. But Florida State deserves to okay. make the playoffs more than they do. So, okay, so let's take this. And I understand people are going to be like, oh, it's the NFL. How many times has the NFC South had some teams that were like, huh? And they're going to again this year. Yeah, and they, and they sneak in the playoffs. Yeah. It's true. How's it any different? But that's the model and the system that yeah. you have there. I just, the ultimate takeaway is the 12-team playoff needs to happen. Oh, no, and, and it would be God, rich. It, be. it would be so rich for Sankey to sit in it for the very thing that, and look, I know the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and their alliance and everything, the, holding up the 12-team playoff because of the Texas-Oklahoma component, it would be rich. Yeah. The final 14 playoff oh, no, year. But nobody's going to feel sorry for the SEC. Of all conferences, no one's going to feel sorry for the SEC if they get left out because the SEC has always gotten the benefit of the doubt. Every single time. Yes. 267-9680 is the phone number. I believe you said Kevin was up on line one. I'm sorry if that's not the right number. Kevin, how are you, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. Driving back. Uh, got a truckload of tired Cardinal fans in here. We're a little disappointed, obviously, this morning, but it was a lot of fun. So we're doing okay. Hopefully I don't lose my signal. We're getting ready to get in the, in the mountains. Oh, I know that all too well in Asheville and all those tunnels over there. Just came through it. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to call in. Uh, you know, it was a great environment last night for, for the Cardinal fans that weren't able to get over here. It was a big-time environment, something to be very proud of. I know the uh, Florida State fans probably had us outnumbered, you know, at least three or four to one. I'm not sure exactly what they announced the attendance. Uh, place was pretty full. Uh, as I said, it was a great environment. Uh, hopefully, we get back here again soon and, and uh, you know get it done the next time. But uh, you know the, the fans that we met from Florida State, uh, they were super uh, super gracious after the game. Uh, we're happy for them, obviously, after the game. Uh, but rooting on that they're going to make it in. And um, you know, a couple comments too. I, I, I can't let this Jack Plumber thing go. Uh, you know, you in the text line. <laughs> He's been bashed 
you know, pretty hard. I was getting beat up last night, you know, on, on my text stuff as well and this morning. And, you know, I guess the question that I keep coming back to, and I think we all love and trust our head coach, is if there was a better solution, you know, don't you think that somebody would have came in if there was? And that's why I just don't think you could you could pull him. I, everybody that I kept talking to last night was, you got to pull him, you got to pull him. I just don't think that was the, the answer. Yeah, I mean, your backups, as you've seen this year, you got Brock Doman and um, Evan Connolly, which, I mean, if it wasn't working, again, Jack Plummer deserves a ton of criticism for some of the play last night. I don't want that to be uh, forgotten. However, there were some good balls that he threw and hit, uh, you know, some of the receivers in the hands, and they just couldn't reel in. So, I mean, look, it's damned if you do, damned if you do. That's the perks of being a starting quarterback at a Power 5 school. Without question, no doubt about it. And, uh you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're, we're eager to keep our signal here so we can listen to the show here uh, in about an hour and see what's going on. But uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed for uh, an Orange Bowl bid. So. All right, man. Thank well, safe you. travels, buddy. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger, Kevin. Uh, hopefully you and the family get home safely on uh, that. 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680. UPS Jobs Tax on. Yeah, as I said, Colton Titans coming up after us right here on ESPN 680. Uh, 93.9 The Ville. We got you covered for Louisville Women's Basketball. But follow our social media channels, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. We will announce it as soon as they uh, release it on ESPN uh, where the bowl games are going to be for that. So it's looking like, depending on what happens with Florida State, Louisville could head to the Orange Bowl or fall down to the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. So uh, for those that care, Louisville coming in at 16th. Um, Where's NC State? uh, So I have that. That was NC State is 19th. So that's, um, you know, I I think that's important that you have right there. So for those that care, Michigan number one, Washington number two, Texas number three. Who do you have at number four? It's going to be Florida State. Florida State at number four. Bam at five. Georgia at six. The Ohio State. You're Ohio State yeah. for those that care. Uh, at number seven. Oregon not, at eight. It's not many. Um, Mizzou at ninth. And Dinkowitz and ten is Penn State. So for those that care about that. Let me uh, knock out a couple more texts before we go to, who did you say was Jake? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680 UPS Jobs text line. Uh, let's see. The game last night looked like an Iowa spring game. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's hoisted that, up like not, it's, no. it's porn if Florida it's in State the SEC. Sc- Florida State scored 16 points. It might take Iowa a month to score 16 points. Fair enough, yes. <laughs> With that, I had that on my laptop for a double screen uh, viewing last night. I was like, I could care less of my laptop. I was about to get up and just like plug in my laptop, and I was like, I could care less so of Michigan, Michigan had two touchdown drives, six yards, five yards. But but it's Michigan. Yeah. It's Michigan. It's true. Uh, let's see. I thought the worst call of the night was going for it on fourth and eighth from our own 28 with 235 to go. We only converted three of 21 on third or fourth down attempts, and the majority of those were less than eight yards. Punt, play defense, use your timeout to get the ball back uh, with about 220 to go down one score. If we don't convert, we gift them a field goal, a two-score lead, and the ball game. You should always make that call uh, to keep it a one-score game. I think Brom panicked. That coming down on the text line. The cards have won 10 10 games for the first time. I'm sorry. The Cards have won 10 wins for the sixth time since joining Conference USA in 1996 and the first since 2013. If you blame Plummer for three of the losses, you have to give him credit for the 10 wins. I think that's fair. That, that is more than fair. Yes. Uh, I hope that as time passes, fans will appreciate how special this season was. That coming down on the text line. Look, I think, as you've said multiple times, and we're kind of channeling our inner Greg Sankey, 
Both can be true. Yeah. Uh, there, he needed to be better at moments, but also, yes, as he said, like I know they lost to Kentucky, but that fourth down play that he converted for the touchdown against Kentucky put him right back and in he the played, game. He played great against Miami. Yeah. Played great in the second half against Georgia Tech. Jack Plummer had his moments. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Jack Plummer was solid for much of the season. He wasn't great, and he's probably held them back in some of their losses, but he's not this terrible quarterback that should never see the football field ever again. I mean, and like we talked about, I think both things can be true about Louisville's season. It was better than expected, but there's some meat left on the bone, and that's a bad taste when you lose to your rival for the fifth straight year. You go to the ACC championship game in a very winnable spot, and you just don't get it done. And then if you get bludgeoned by Georgia or whoever in the bowl game, that's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. I do think the memory of 10 wins will probably last longer, but... That's not a great way to end the season. So it, you can, uh, it's the ultimate underachievement and overachievement at the same time. So I guess it's, I don't know, yeah, perfectly that's, achievable or whatever. Well, and, and that's what Ennis, and, and I want to cite his tweet that he put out there because he put out a good one last night. And by the way, good job by him and Biscuit last night uh, from the press box at Bank of America Field. But, uh, you know, that, that was a, a fun breakdown on the post game. But he said, it's extremely difficult for a team to overachieve and leave you disappointed, too. But I think that's what Louisville did this year. Amazing start to the Brom era and it exceeded all expectations while, um, while leaving you knowing it could have been more. And I think that's kind of essentially what you were trying to say there yes. as well. 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680. UPS Jobs Text. And I'm trying to get all the texts. They're coming in hot and heavy. But we go to Jake up next on SMH. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm okay. And it's New York Mike. Oh, it's New York Mike. Yeah, who answered the phone? Uh, Zachy C. Who? Zach Cantrell. He's an Ohio we're, State fan. Yeah, none of us can hear, apparently. Like, the... The phones are a little jammed. Right, I'm New York Mike, but if you want to call me Jake, it's up to you. <laughs> you don't strike me answer. as a Jake. You, you strike me as a New York Mike. Okay, thank you. Hey, listen, I wanted to give you... I'm sorry I gave you the Georgia for yesterday because I did that Friday. One of you guys was with Nick Balvano. It was either uh, Nick or Phil. Who was uh, I was in, yeah. It was me, Coach Lieberman, and Nicky V on Friday, yes. But uh, no, no, look, it was a good game. It was a three-point game. And, but, you know, what can you do there? Because you gave us Georgia, what, the five and a half, right? Yeah. But okay. it didn't come in. I know. It's, you know, All what right. can you do? It's almost a pick'em. The Green Bay game will come tonight. You know why? In the last three times that Green Bay played Kansas, they won all three times. So tonight, take Green Bay plus six at home against Kansas. Okay. that's I, I have that written down, or I'm sorry, I have that typed out in my notes app that you gave us on Friday. So, okay. So, you're liking uh, the Packers there. Hey, how long you guys been on Sunday morning? Man, too long. Too, too, too long. We've been on, uh, I stabbed Nick Evans in the back. Uh, he's now on an administrative over at UofL, but Kearns probably, we started out as interns here, so it is going on a better part of a decade, which is hard to believe. And Phil, I, I told you before, and I told the listeners before, that I took a, a liking to you because I was standing in the ESPN office, and you came out. You didn't know who I was, but you bought me a book, uh, a hat, and a, a calendar for uh, ESPN, and I appreciate it. You remember that? I do remember that. I think it was a Reds calendar. <laughs> so apologies oh, if it's from uh, <laughs> apologies if it's from uh, 2012, right there. So uh, no, but uh, no, I'm glad you're making us. Hopefully, you're making a speedy recovery, and, and everything's healing properly. But hopefully, we can uh, keep you company while you're resting up. Well, hey, thanks you, and I, I know you guys are all. You know, I want to come back down there, but I can't get down there. But um, hopefully, with the, you know. I think somebody was making fun of my uh, clavicle information. I told you about where my clavicle. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can't remember who who did that, but no, I, I'm glad you're. I think it was Lieberman. 
Oh, Lieberman? I never heard of him talk, but I know what you and Nick talk like, so it had to be that guy. Who was he? It must have been Lieberman then. I, I, was it Friday? I don't think he was making fun of it. He just thought that there was well, something with... Say, well, you should have heard his clavicle yesterday, or the last time. Anyway, <laughs> the clavicle is upsetting me because nobody ever heard of the clavicle moving over to the center of your chest and coming out. Neither did anybody at the hospital where I'm going to. I'm getting sent to another hospital. Uh, well, rest up, New York Mike. Appreciate. Hopefully, you win some games. Uh, tell New York Mike for uh, tell New York Mike thanks for taking Seattle plus nine last week. So you got that on the text line coming down there. New York Mike, as always, buddy. Appreciate the call, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Take care. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text line. Oh, I saw this coming down. You'll love this, Zach. You see, so at eleven twelve, we made it about eighty ish minutes. Talk about Kentucky losing. Sure, if it would have been KP, this is all we would be hearing about. Okay, trust me, I wanted to. It's, it's a football day, buddy. It's a football day after the the ACC championship and people, uh, you know, heading back from that. But yes, Kentucky falling in Rupp Arena in a terrible, terrible, terrible loss to UNC Wilmington. By the way, you know who the coach of that was? That was an individual who was on the Gardner Webb team uh, back when during the Billy Clyde days when they beat them down there. So yes, we will spend some time on that. Fear not. Uh, we will talk about that and obviously being without DJ Wagner, but you saw Aaron Bradshaw in that game. But yes, a terrible, terrible loss. We will be consistent uh, talking about that as well, but it's been football heavy today. Apologies to you, but yes, a terrible, terrible loss for John Calipari and his talented freshman class. Paul Feinbaum will have a, uh, will fall or have a stroke if the SEC is left out. Yeah, no, he is not going to be happy with that. Uh, what is going to happen? The committee will put in some SEC teams at the bottom of the poll. That way they can justify putting an SEC team in. Now, I don't That's disagree with that. That's typically what they do. Yeah, no, I agree. Also, the poor sportsmanship uh, conversation was going around on Twitter last night when uh, last night for Plummer as well. When the team went out to congratulate Florida State, <laughs> he ran to the locker room. Plummer got killed on social media for that last night. I mean, look, it's this, this is the same in no way, shape, or form by comparing you know Jack Plummer to LeBron James. LeBron does this after all the games. He runs to the locker room. So, I mean, some people do it, some people don't. Uh, one thing must be considered, if the SEC is shut out, then you lose the SEC footprint for watching the games on January 1st. Uh, nobody does Nobody does scorn like SEC fans. If they are simply left out, they will not turn on the TV and watch the game. Sponsors will be furious and TV numbers will tank! Exclamation point. I, to which I say, Florida State, decent-ish brand. Texas, decent, decent brand. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan, decent brand. And Washington's got a footprint in the Northwest. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like... They'll hate-watch it. That's what they'll do. They'll hate-watch it. They'll be okay. Uh, as a UK fan, I still like Plummer over Learley. What do you, what, what do you all think? Yeah, I think I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, Leary, Leary was pretty disappointing this year. Plummer had some moments that Leary really didn't have. I would take Plummer over Leary. Yeah, I think I would agree with you uh, on that. This is Brett McMurphy's final college football playoff predictions and New Year's Six Bowl predictions uh, until the field is announced. Number one, Rolls Bowl, Michigan versus... Alabama with the four seed. Sugar is Washington versus Texas. Orange, Georgia versus Florida State. Cotton, Ohio State versus Oklahoma. 
Fiesta, Oregon versus Missouri, and uh, the Peach Bowl is uh, the Penn State versus SMU. So there you go. And, man, ACC football Twitter account is on full blast. With their, they're hoisting out uh, Bill Conley tweets, RG3 tweets, David Hale, uh, Stuart Mandel, which tells me they are desperate and they do not feel good about the likelihood of FSU making uh, it on there. So that would be crazy. So the AP, for those that didn't hear, the AP top poll, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Florida State are the top four. Alabama and Georgia are five and six. Well, there's going to be some firsts that happen today because the team that was number one in the penultimate ranking has never dropped out of the top four and we pretty much all assume that's going to happen with georgia they're going to drop below four um the sec obviously has never been left out which we think is 50 50 as far as it's going to happen and an undefeated team has never been left out uh, undefeated power five team has never been left out and there's about a 50 50 shot that's going to happen so a lot of firsts like yeah. this is the most intriguing Fourth selection since the first one in 2014 when it was Ohio State, TCU, and Baylor. It would be, and and I'm fascinated to know for the committee how much say and and how much in the ear like the the commissioners of the world can get to these people. Oh, big time. Yeah. And and like Sankey just, you know, blowing these people up, just saying like, you gotta put these in. Like, I'm sure you've heard them. Like, why do you think they go go on game day? Why do you think they go on all these shows? They're politicking. Politic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wild. So McMurphy also following up. Basically, the entire selection process is in a gridlock until we see who gets uh, with the bowl with Florida State, Texas, and Bama. If Florida State is left out, who gets the last at-large bid is Old Miss or Oklahoma, who gets the group of five bid Liberty or S. You stay tuned. So there you go with that. Let me get to a couple more pieces of sound for those that are driving back. I know Jeff Brom didn't get to speak uh, to with Jody, and it was a late one for that. And for those that didn't stay up to like two a.m. with Innocent Biscuit from Charlotte, um, this is some of the sound that you heard there. Here was what Jeff Brom had to say on Jack Plummer's play. I know this has been a hot topic on Twitter as well as our text line today. Here's what Brom had to say about his play. How would you evaluate how Jack played tonight? What do you think he struggled with in this one? Well, it wasn't his best game. Um, I think early on, you know, he did some some pretty good things. Um, missed a few throws here and there. Uh, didn't pull the trigger a few times. But, uh, you know, not until the, uh, the interception in the end zone. Uh, that's when the wheels started to come off a little bit. Uh, so... You know, we got to go back and look and figure out ways to not allow that to happen again. But like I said, I'll, uh, he played hard. He hung in there. Um, like I said, once once we got to where we were pass-oriented, uh, uh, trying to come back, you know, they were good pass rushers. Uh, we got pressure on the quarterback. Could he have stood in there a little longer and made a couple throws? Probably. But, uh, you know, the, the balance left us. Uh, and really all year when we've had to – throw it a whole lot uh we have not been as efficient as as we need to be so that's uh you know we got work to do jeff brahm on jack Plummer's play there uh, a couple more before we get to a break and then i know we'll spend some time on basketball and get to some more text as well and maybe do some sound from college football championship drive just to kind of see what the masses are talking about here's what brahm had to say about the offensive mistakes versus florida state's great defense here's what he had to say well, I'll give Florida State a whole lot of credit. We knew they were going to press us on the outside, press us on the slot, challenge routes, uh, play downhill. Um, they were very active, and we needed to run the ball some. So, you know, we had a hard time getting some yards with the run early on. We finally broke a few uh, on a couple drives early in the second half that helped us, got us in position to take a lead, to get some points, and we stalled in the red zone. Uh, and we had some chances. Like I said, we probably had – 
and there weren't two easy catches, but we had two balls that we can easily catch uh, to score a touchdown. And I just think once we threw the, the interception on third down, uh, when we're in scoring territory and right in the game, that's when the wheels started to come off, and uh, we, we were extremely inefficient after that. So, like I said, that, that's on me. I, I, I need to do a better job. Jeff Brown, post-game uh, via Mark Blankenbaker, boots on the ground at the ACC Championship. He was on one, by the way. Streeple's already informed me he's going to read his tweets tomorrow. Uh, during the show with uh, the, the no calls on penalties and just the play-by-play of that, you know Blank is uh, going to have some fun with that. Uh, a couple texts before we get to a break and then a couple more pieces of sound. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Plummer is a better game manager. Leary can make throws that Plummer can't. They're coming down on the text line. Washington will be left out of the Pac-12 as it's dissolving is in favor uh, for Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, that is not going to happen. I think uh, with some of the brand names and probably one of the uh, front runners for the Heisman Trophy, uh, they've done everything and then some to solidify their spot in the college football playoff. Um, you tell me this, Zach. Let's take a quick break. I got a couple more pieces of sound. We'll put a bow on the ACC championship. We'll talk a little basketball. Louisville and Virginia Tech play today. Scotty D and company uh, went up to Ball State, uh, and I know that was uh, something that was aired on our airwaves yesterday and react to some of the info there, as well as uh, Kentucky falling to UNC Wilmington, which the text line was having fun. If you missed that postgame show, uh, that was an ESPN Louisville Plus exclusive on the podcast just because a bunch of our um, we had the SEC championship that we are contractually obligated to take in order to give you the likes of March Madness and the Super Bowl uh, and everything else uh, from Westwood One. Uh, more to come on the other side. Phil Baker, Zach you see taking you down the stretch right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. this jay-z no it's survivor hmm. i have the tiger almost the, had it the only other thing that the survivor guy is known for is the old school bud light real man of genius commercials that's do you remember the same those? person that's him that wow. he's the guy who does the real man of genius at the background not the deep voice guy but you were never here uh, I, i'm sorry you weren't here for this i'm gonna say you're never here i'm looking right at you but they used to do this thing on the jumbotron uh at freedom hall and it was a great, it was like, Budweiser, the king of beers. And I cannot find the music video anywhere. That sounds like Harry Carey from The Afterlife. You know, it that's basically Harry Carey's entire pitch was that, you know, he's the king of beers and all that kind of stuff. I do have a good Harry Carey impersonation. I'll t- 12.05 coming up. Uh, you'll right. break it down. Uh, reminder coming up after us. We got you covered. Uh, I'm sorry, over at 939 The Ville. Kern's over there right now getting you set for pregame. Louisville women's basketball taking on NC uh, North Carolina A&T. That begins uh, right now over on 939 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. If you're heading down to the KFC Yum Center, stop by Bernos. Uh, say what's up to George and company down there. After us, Colts and Titans, 12 o'clock right here at ESPN 680-1057. Then after Kern and company, 
uh, on 93.9 The Ville. We got you covered for <laughs> ACC play Louisville basketball at Virginia Tech, uh, 2.30 on 93.9 The Ville uh, with Paul Rogers and company. And 49ers, Eagles after uh, the Colts and Titans at 4 o'clock and Packers and Chiefs for a little Sunday night Boy, football. I can't wait for that 49er Eagle game. That, I've been waiting for that since the NFC Championship game and the 49ers didn't actually have a quarterback in that game. There's been a lot of trash talk afterward with Debo Samuel and going after James Bradbury. I think that that game and the Eagle-Cowboy game next week, those are maybe yeah. the two best regular season games we've got left. We, we're getting a ton of text about the 49ers and Eagles game on the text slide that I uh, haven't that been able to be get fantastic. to. It's going to be a fun one. But yeah, the 49ers are favored by three on the road against a 10-1 team. You never yeah. see that. You got to Look, if you're driving around, I understand people got honey-do lists, can't be plopped in front of a, a TV all day. Keep it locked to ESPN 680 and 1057. A couple texts uh, that I've neglected on the text line at 437 Throw the bag at a top three portal QB, Jeff. That coming down there? Well, if you've seen any of the 502 Circle folks, they have been putting that out there. There's a lot of transfer portal quarterbacks right now. Cam Ward's probably the most notable one. But they got like nine on this roster, yeah. too. That's another thing where I'm just kind of going back to. You're going to have to start cutting guys like it's in the NFL. Louisville and Florida State will get the reward for winning games against a weak schedule. That's coming down from Steve. So you're lumping in LSU and yeah. Florida as the being guy, part of a weak with week. the guy who's probably going to win the Heisman Trophy, Jaden Daniels. Is he weak? I don't think so. I mean, it's just uh, okay. Like I mean, <laughs> I do think Jaden Daniels is going to win it. Penix has a heck of an argument, but they'll probably give yeah the Jane numbers Jane. that, are, that yeah. they're putting. Jaden Daniels' numbers like they are so far above like a lot of recent Heisman Trophy winners. They got to give it to him. Even it's the Lamar factor. Even though he lost three games, he should still get it. No, oh, don't tell Clemson fans that. They, they they are not a fan of that, uh, but I'm in agreement with you on that. It f- probably feels like that. Man, it's, it's hard to believe that the regular season is over. All we have to appease the appetite uh, next week is Army and Navy. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Yeah, what's there's nothing there's nothing about. wrong about no it's just you got a month until like the big bowl games i love the everyone scoffs at the espn event bowl month i love it i, I don't care if there's so a random matching game on and at ford field where there's 200 people i enjoy it you watch the ant eater bowl yes. that's played on december 21st yeah. or whatever i have them all on in the background yeah. look everybody complains about it but and the they fact watch is it. that yeah people got to watch something around christmas time right yeah no and, and look i, I heard no, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember were you on po- no spencer was on post game with taylor last week. Uh, you're not helping out this week in, or after the Virginia Tech game today, but no. uh, we'll have that. I did post-game after... Bellarmine. Uh, no, last, no, it was uh, New Mexico State. Okay, okay. Yeah, the one where New Mexico State should have won if they would have made a free throw at the very end and gave up an eight-point lead. That oh, one, the, that was a colorful post-game. The, 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 the texters putting this out there, Florida is not a bowl-eligible a bowl team. They stink. Thank you. That, that, that's my whole yeah. point about this. It's, it's, it's the top it's the top dogs it, because it's the moving of the goalposts. Look, I understand Kentucky beat Louisville. They are the better team this year. Okay, you got us to say it. However, the ACC has a winning record against the SEC this year. Do people forget that the SEC stunk the joint up in non-conference games this year? It's just, yeah. I mean, look, I, Georgia and Alabama are great. The rest of the league is not. It, it, but it, it gets it hoisted up as everybody else. So I'm, I'm with you. But that's uh, where people are having some fun with. So this is something that's circulating out there. And you were talking about uh, this something that was circulating around there, like on, on ESPN. Who is going to determine who's in and who's out? So this is round from the principal portion of the college football playoff website. I think this is the most interesting point that no one is talking about in the CFP that has literally written into uh, its principles for justification for leaving out Florida State. 
Unavailability of key players that will likely affect the postseason performance. You ready for this? The selection committee will select the teams using a process that distinguishes among otherwise comparable teams considering conference championships, one strength of schedule, head-to-head competition, comparative outcomes, common opponents without in sending a margin of victory and other relevant factors such as unavailability of key players, coaches that may be affected by team's performance during the season or likely will affect the postseason performance. To so, which I say, yeah. does Harbaugh get, does Michigan yeah, Michigan's get, cheating does, this year. Does, does the, does the, do they get penalized for this too? That's, that's something that nobody's talking about. They cheated this year. So, you know what? How about we kick Michigan out of the playoff because we know whoever wins the national title, if it's not Michigan, they're not getting vacated. Be, because guess what? They're still winning. Of course, they that's are. that's my yeah. that's my whole point with Florida State. Is it pretty? No. Is, is it the, the top quarterback or the best player? Probably. Yeah, probably. By but, the way, the SEC against other Power Five leagues this year seven and nine. That, so take it up with Zach EC. Spare me the almighty SEC this year. It's just not the case. Yeah, but there is precedent for this in college basketball. I don't know if you remember this in two thousand. Kenyon Martin breaks his leg. Since he was the number one team all year, he broke his leg in the conference tournament. They dropped to a number two seed. They were the number one team all year. They were a two seed. And they got bounced pretty quick. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. A couple more pieces of Brom sound that uh, people are asking about on the drive back that uh, we will knock out. Uh, looking back on this game, can can it be used for a building block for what Jeff Brom wants to do with this program? Here's what Jeff Brom had to say post game. When you look back on this game in terms of the building of this program, um, how you want it, how much will you kind of point to some of those plays that that you feel like you you could have made? In terms of a championship game, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities, and you have to seize those opportunities. Well, um, like I said, the way I saw the game on the field, I haven't watched the film, but uh, you know our defense really played well, and we needed them to. Um, you know, the team was playing their, their third quarterback, uh, but we, we we played pretty well overall, other than the Wildcat. Uh, a couple of plays that really cost us. Um, they played to the end, so I'm proud of their effort. Um, you know, they kept us in the game. Our special teams, um, you know, okay, we had maybe had one punt that we, we, we shanked, but other than that, uh, got us the advantage, got us the ball in scoring territory. And then um, we, we couldn't convert. Uh, so, like I said, we had chances to convert, and we have to make those plays. And, uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, guys, gotta understand. Uh, you know, you got to make contested plays. You got to make contested plays with people kind of holding on to you, grabbing on to you, hitting you as to ca- hitting you as to catch the ball, hitting you as to tr- throw the ball. You know, against good football teams, that's how real football works. And uh, we were not able to make those. And then, like uh, like I said, after that, you know, then we really started to stink it up on offense in the fourth quarter. Jeff Brown post game uh, with good question by CL Brown of the Courier Journal asking how this can be used as a building block. One more and put a bow on uh, the Brom sound for today. What was the message to the guys after the loss? Here's what the coach had to say. Well, uh, you know, I was uh, very optimistic with our team after the game because I was very proud of their performance. I thought they played very hard. I thought there were a lot of guys that uh, prepared hard, uh, wanted to win. Um, Quite a few guys that gave really good performances, unfortunately. We had a handful, uh, you know, not play up to par. Uh, And like I said, I think... uh, you got to play better on offense. Uh, so that starts with me as the head coach. Uh, you know, we got to 
figure out ways to create a few more big plays. Uh, we got to figure out a way we have to throw the ball a lot to be more efficient. Um, and um, that was what was disappointing. That, that's what cost us. Um, but I do think our guys wanted to win. Uh, they were up for the challenge as far as uh, facing an undefeated team in a, in a championship game. And we had some moments. You know, we, we, we scored a couple of those touchdowns late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter. It's a different ball game, but uh, we didn't. And uh, when that didn't happen, they took advantage of it, and uh, things went south. Jeff Brom on the message to the guys after team with a bowl, possibly the Orange Bowl, maybe falling down to the Holiday Bowl uh, for those that are out there uh, that care about those bowl projections out there. Uh, 267-9680 is the phone number. About 15 more minutes before we wrap up the show. A couple texters going at Zach EC. Kentucky is the best, second best team in the ACC, Zach. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> the bowl games will be good because we have sports gambling. I agree with that. Uh, I don't care if it's also true. Yeah, that's always fun there. Let's see. Uh, somebody else coming down on the text line. He sent an image that says that I cannot read. I don't have the. Uh, it says there are four non-bowl team wins in the ACC versus SEC. I don't know how many non-bowl SEC wins had over the ACC. I think that's what they meant to say there. I was trying to read that, and they sent an image with that, so it was hard to read that. We do know Louisville cannot beat an SEC team if it finished in the lower half of the league uh, on their home field in front of a sellout crowd. They could beat Vanderbilt. I'm pretty confident saying Louisville could beat Vanderbilt. Look, this isn't a Louisville versus Kentucky thing. I I know that's hard to believe in this market, but it's just an overall body of work when you're breaking down conference versus conference. It's moving of the goalposts. That's all I've said. I could care less about Florida State. They got one foot out the door. It's just the moving of the goalposts. Do I think they're one of the four best teams probably not but it doesn't they they did what they needed to do and you're trying to box them out if they lost the game we're told style points don't matter undefeated has to matter what other sport does a team go undefeated and not have a chance to win a championship none yeah uh, let's see. If Sorry, this texter, you've sent it five times, and I'm sorry, I'm just now seeing it. We, they've been coming in hot and heavy. If you would have taken the over one-and-a-half touchdowns combined with Iowa, Louisville, and Florida State last night, you would have lost that wager. That's a good text there. Ooh, 22 uh, combined points. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll do a quick bow on uh, basketball. Uh, put it, Talk about that. Kentucky falling to UNC Wilmington. Obviously, the BBN fans were not happy about that. Appreciate Mike Gandolfo and Jason Ince. They did a post-game show on the podcast Center. If you missed any of that, uh, head over to our website. We have that posted up over there. Uh, you can listen to reaction on that. I know they took a bunch of uh, text as well as comments from our Facebook pages and Twitter slash X. So if you missed any of that, but yeah, they were not happy with that. Um, but it was, you saw Aaron Bradshaw, DJ Wagner not being in the game. The new court. I know a lot of people were happy about that. The, the baseline's very, very blue. Yeah. It's a big state of Kentucky, though. It's very. It makes me think of IU and then like the the state silhouette there. I'm right. Not, I don't know how I feel about. Don't that. like it on the old checkerboard up there. I hate the checkerboard. So anything uh, they have uh, is better than that. From Louisville basketball, Virginia Tech today. Things I want to see. Uh, I know it's been football heavy today, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. The, you need to get back to the Texas performances. And I think if you are able to do that, people will work with you. It's yes. the other stuff of, you know, the Bellerman games. And this isn't a slight at Scotty D and company. Know how we feel about Scotty D. If he's making his run around the water reservoir right now, we appreciate him listening. Hopefully you don't trip over anything while you're listening to us because you're upset at us. But I think it stems from the New Mexico style of play. It stems from 
portions of being down in the Bellarmine game and the cryptic tweet that Eric Crawford put out about this is a very important half of basketball for Louisville basketball. He's not a hot takey guy. He's a journalist. If we're filling in on the V show this week, I would love to get his opinion of what that exactly meant. But if you get back to the Texas style of play and you lose on buzzer beater, look, ultimately it's going to come down to wins and losses, but people will work with that effort. People People will work with you. They will defend you. They will see because they see something and, and maybe it takes I don't really like buying into this narrative, but I'll grant you your argument. Getting away from the Yum Center, getting away from some of the toxic nature of the, the fan. Okay, whatever. I'm not going to put my mind, in my head inside an 18 year old bodies and, and say like, "Hey, this is how it's going." I'm I with d- you. I, I don't buy I, it. I, I, nor do I. But I, I, I'm with you on. I, I can grant them their argument. It's like okay. Let's see if them getting away, going on the road in a tough conference environment. Let's see if you can get back to that Texas style play. And you're away from a not filled up lower bowl of the Yum Center that's affecting their play. You, you know I'm being very sarcastic about people, this. People, if you build it, they will come. But people were, I don't want to say it was moral victories, but people can work with the Texas game. Yeah. They can work with it. They showed the talent that they have. They showed the capability that they have on their very best day against a good team. Like, People will work with that, as you said, and that's a team that can win 15 games, you know, against the ACC competition. So that's what we want to see. That's we're not asking for the world here. Probably not even asking for the NCAA tournament, which I'm still with Ethan and Taylor no, as far as the standards. Same, standard. same, same. But <laughs> you just just don't have stretches like you had against New Mexico State where you look like one of the worst teams in college basketball and you need them to kind of choke the game at the very end in order to win. Ten points in the final minute 44 with a Trey uh, yeah. White three that wasn't even guarded on that. Shout out to Zach Timbre, a look, former if, collegiate if, coach on the uh, uh, sidelines for New Mexico UMBC State. and New Mexico State make free throws, Louisville's sitting at like one and six, right? Right, now. right. We gotta get... We yeah. gotta, now we, we'll, we'll, we'll take about it. We'll get to what else is going on. Uh, do you think any players will declare for the draft earlier sit out of the bowl? Uh, I don't know. I know somebody tweeted out Jawar Jordan saying that hashtag L1C4, they will return on that. Uh, The SEC won one bowl, I'm sorry, the SEC won one over a non-bowl eligible Virginia, so they had, the head-to-head is tainted stats. Okay, I mean... We're really getting in the weeds. Yeah, we're getting in the weeds. All right, it's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. It is what else is going on to close out the show right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And now it's time for What Else is Going On with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zach E.C. and Phil Baker. All right. So, Zach, you were, I would say you're in third. So you were probably in high school. When the Bobby Petrino Arkansas, maybe middle school. No, that was my freshman year of college, 2012. I just graduated high school, was about to go to college. Okay, so I I got it right. How did you take in that entire story back in 2012? I was laughing my butt off, obviously. I love the story. I love the fact that, you know, he hired a staffer and, you know, did some things off the field with her and, uh, you know, rode his motorcycle. And it was a popular Halloween costume that year with the, the neck brace and everything. All I want is, you know, somebody to show the picture of him in the neck brace. That should have been the intro picture when he got hired. Right up in the motorcycle. I absolutely love that story because I think Bobby Petrino is one of the slimiest people to ever coach college football <laughs> or college athletics that didn't I guess he did something illegal there, but you know, aside from like the Baylor coach covering up murder or something like that, you could argue Bobby Petrino is the biggest slimester that's ever coached college athletics. You know, I sent this to my buddies, and, and, and I think it's true. The lack, I, I, I bring up the eight mile final rat battle scene all the time. It's like, I know everything I you're going to yeah. say about me yes. before you can say it. Yeah. I don't know if it's lack of self awareness or Bobby Petrino just saying, 
Yeah, this is who I am. I can't change. None of you are going to change your opinion about me. So let's let's just lean into it. Yeah. I mean, he tweeted out the picture of Ryan Mallett, RIP. Like, it's kind of just like the, the force field. It's like, hey, maybe it won't be too critical. But my God, the HR gymnastics they probably had to go through to get him rehired. My and God. The, the president fired him for cause, and the president had to okay this. Like, oh, so we've forgiven everything, eleven, even though it's 11 years later. It never happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you're a football Freddy in terms of this. You probably know who the number Number one viewed game was of the season. Yeah, by you, a lot. Okay, so do you know? Uh, do you want to guess some of the other games throughout the year? Oregon, Colorado. That came in number two with ten million. Uh, you're the game. Michigan yep. and Ohio yes. State, nineteen point yep. one million by a lot. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, I know was up yeah, there. that's uh, nine point nine eight million. Michigan, Penn State. Man, you are on it. Have you memorized this already? No, nine point nine six million with the Harbaugh storyline. Um, whew. Was Oklahoma, Texas up there? They weren't. There's one that's shocking. I'll give you a hint. It was the only ESPN property, and it was a late game. Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah. They, that was uh, $9.3 million. To wrap uh, out the top, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, Florida State LSU to cl- yeah, kick off the season. Sunday game. Yep. And then uh, Michigan and Penn State on Fox with $9.16 million. I would assume the SEC game will be very high on that list. Yeah. Yesterday. I'm curious to see what the number is for the ACC. All the Longhorn and Bama fans tuning in. Hoping yeah. Louisville but there was blackouts, too. Like, that was another thing with the DirecTV stuff yeah. uh, that was out there. By the way, did you see the final CBS broadcast promo yes, open? I, yes. I mean, that's – look, I got to be honest. That's my childhood. Yeah. Like, the SEC on CBS, that 3.30 game, that's the good you stuff. You saw they had, like, the big six-minute recap and everything. They had Vern Lundquist come back. Like, they pulled out all the stops. And, of course, the final game was a Georgia-Alabama game. It's not going to be the same. And I know a lot of SEC fans are critical of CBS, but I think they're going to appreciate it more when they go to, over to ESPN next year. And it's just controlled only by ESPN as opposed to having multiple broadcast partners. So, the yeah. SEC on CBS, like... I'm sorry. As even as a Big Ten guy, when I hear that music, I'm thinking more of Tuscaloosa. I'm not thinking of Piscataway. <laughs> right? Uh, did you see the halftime of the Dr Pepper tuition of, giveaway for six to five? I was waiting for you to bring this up. I knew you were going to. But have a this in technical there. error made it look like a tie, and he lost in double OT in a thriller. Notice after noticing Dr Pepper agreed to award a hundred thousand dollars to both Gavin and Ryan as they do chess passes. Can we know. chess pass shame? That's terrible. I would be the ball like a man. I would be the sideline guy that would have to like spin it over, like when you're trying to get a ball. That that would be my go-to. So the underhand, just like side. I feel like I'd be really good at that. Two options: throw it like a man, like how how you throw a football, or throw it underhand, like you know you're a baseball reliever. You should not be doing chess passing. Come on, that's that's an outrage to the game of football. Uh, Speaking of the Pac-12, the SEC on CBS, the four-team college football playoff as college football says goodbye to some of the aspects of the game uh, that we come to know so well. Media rights are the new CEOs of the sport. You think the Pac-12 would like to do a re- uh, do-over of those negotiating rights right now after the year they just, they just had? Yes, I, I would say I, I would say so. By the way, did you see the Big 12 uh, Undertaker uh, giving out the belt? At oh, the, yeah. yeah. So I thought the belt initially, like the portion of the field, because I, I started the game a little bit late, I, I thought that was the logo at midfield. I was like, oh, they're really leaning into the gimmick right now, aren't they? Yep. But they had their old, uh, the old logo there, but it was like uh, on the uh, other side of the field that they you had. You see they had Nelly do halftime like it's 2003? They did? I did not see yeah. that. Wow, that's a blind spot for me. I I, I missed this. I thought you were going to be all over that. I, I didn't vivid. see that. So I, I watched the game without... Um, 
sound for a little bit on my laptop as I was doing a couple other things, but that's that's funny. Uh, by the way, did you see that they're doing for the NBA Cup uh, for the preseason tournament? They're going to do kind of a cross promotion with ESPN and TNT. I want to Stephen I need A and Stephen Charles. Stephen A and Barkley oh, together. God, it's like be I need so good. oxygen. It's going to be fantastic. That is the sports crossover we've always known we needed. I want to see Charles Barkley make a point. Stephen A talk about how blasphemous it is, and you know. Terrible, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, last one for me. Okay, so the 2023 Conference Championship get-in prices. Do you want to take a guess at the top ones? Oh, the SEC tripled it. Okay, else. so do you know the do you know the top five, or do you, is this new to you? Uh, Three hundred thirty-nine dollars is the cheapest ticket to get in. Who came in second? The Big Twelve. Big Twelve at forty-nine dollars. Who came in third? The Big Ten. Did not. They came in fourth at thirty-seven dollars. The ACC? ACC at $42, and the Pac-12 came in fifth at $15 get-in price. That's crazy. Bucks for a top-five And five you get to games? go to Vegas. Seriously. Like, that's, that's that was a- the game of championship weekend. It was a top-five game. The winner goes to the playoff. You got two Heisman candidate quarterbacks. If you could only pick one game to watch that weekend, it was should have been that game. And for $15... Yeah, I would have gone in a heartbeat. I know, as would I. Fun show, Zach. You see, appreciate you. You'll be on with. Um, I'm sorry, I was going to say farewell to our good friend Dan Issel. Uh, you know, if you didn't miss, then he's going into retirement. So it'll be Louie and Zach. You see tomorrow with a slew of other guests. So good job. By your reminder, coming up after us, Colts and Titans, twelve o'clock on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Louisville and Virginia Tech coming up on 93.9 The Bill. For Zachy C. and Nick Kern, I am Phil Baker. We got you covered with play-by-play action all day. Happy 29th birthday to Zachy C.'s favorite rapper, Little Baby. We'll talk to you next week. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com.